Blog Talk Radio. Right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey. A walk down memory lane all the way up to the present. A discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper. Live on www.neverhaditsogoodsportsradio.com. All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I'm excited about tonight. We have a great night of scheduling, and we'll get started at 6.30 right now with Where Are They Now with my co-host David Riley and also Tim Moore. Our guest tonight is Gary Dove. And, Dove, let me just say, I should be a PAC honorary member. I should be a West Virginia honorary member, Norfolk. I should be all of that by now, shouldn't I, Duck? Princess, I, I, you haven't paid your dues yet, but we're, we're working <laughs> on you. <laughs> well, okay. If we get together and I sink a three like Tommy Pritchett sink a three, then maybe I can be a member. What do you think, Doug? Uh, oh, look, if you if you can sink it like Tommy Goodwin, oh, you, you definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. I wanted that introduction for um, tonight, Mr. Gary Dove, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate having you on and you taking some time to be with us. Okay, Duck, get started. I'm just going to listen in. This is going to be good. All uh, right. Uh, did, did we get Tim? Uh, I know he was traveling. Tim's not on. Yeah. Tim's okay, not on okay. yet. If he gets in here, I'll let him in the system. Okay. No problem. Hi, <laughs> Gary. Again, we want to thank you for being uh, part of uh, Never Hit It So Good Radio. Uh, and I want to start off by just kind of telling the listeners a little bit about Gary Dove, you know, how you got started, you know, where you're from, that type of deal. Right. Well, I certainly appreciate you inviting me to be on tonight, Duck, and it is uh, my extreme pleasure to be here. I was in the... Uh, going into the 12th grade in 1966-67 school year, and uh, Jennings Boyd was named the head basketball coach at that point in time over the uh, summer of 1966. And uh, I had coached Boyd for three years as a teacher in high school um, and uh, absolutely loved his class, fantastic teacher, uh, he made certain that everyone knew what he was teaching and what they were supposed to be learning uh, when he did teach. And uh, the year before, I had been statistician for the basketball team, and um, I supplied a lot of things, charted a lot of things, had great, great help. I wasn't by far the only one uh, who kept statistics at the games, but I would compile those uh, stats from each game and the uh, running totals for the season. And uh, I knew that Coach Boyd, by being a math teacher, would really, really get into the numbers of the whole thing. And, and that uh, became a great, a great understatement because he used the numbers uh, from each game, from the total for the total 
season and just use those as a tool to build on his teaching and coaching to the basketball teams. So uh, I asked him, uh, even though I'd been a manager, a statistician in the 11th grade, I asked him if uh, I could be his statistician in the 12th grade, and he quickly uh, accepted, and uh, that uh, began a, a really, really close friendship uh, as as two individuals, uh, Coach Boyd and myself, and um, as working together as head coach and statistician to make the Northport Blue Demons even better than than what they had been. Certainly, that uh, that happened. Okay, you know what's uh, interesting is you know the fact that you not only did it for Coach Boyd, but you also did it for Coach Brent. Am I correct? You are absolutely correct. Yeah, starting in the uh, – I played football in the 11th grade, but decided not to play in the 12th grade. And uh, I kept stats as Coach Brant and I talked before the football season, 1966, and I volunteered to uh, be the statistician for the football team. And I started then and kept stats every year in football all the way up through the 1984 season, which was the last regular season before Norfolk High School closed. So I think that was 19 total years that I was football statistician and 15 that I was uh, head basketball statistician. (laughs) Wow, that's a a long time. So basically, was Coach Boyd using analytics before they do it now? Um, Really and truly, uh, a transformation took place. Uh, There was a retired coach in Delaware, Ohio, which is north of Columbus, named Paul Keller, and he innovated a, a statistical analysis system called OER, which was an acronym for Offensive efficiency rating and what that did is charted every possession for both teams in a game and uh, the OER of course was for the offense and on the flip side of the coin the DER defensive efficiency rating rated how good a job that our team did when the other team had the ball and that charted every possession showed every shot, every rebound, every turnover, and uh, anything else that whoever was keeping the uh, OER chart uh, deemed necessary to jot down. And uh, we were very, very fortunate at Northbrook High School. Coach Boyd got hooked up with this in uh, 1970, over the summer of 1970. Started it in the uh, 70-71 football or uh, I'm sorry, basketball season, here we used it. We won our first state basketball championship. And that system was an integral part of the learning process, of the teaching process of Coach Boyd and Coach Brant and Coach Harrison in that first year. And and Coach Wingfield and later Coach Page in the uh, following years. And uh, 
we we got off to a quick start. Coach Boyd and Coach Keller, who devised the system, uh, became very close friends. Some games we would play and really do well, and Coach Boyd would, uh, while the team was eating, he would call Coach Keller on the phone and report some of the facts from the game that were really outstanding in in our favor. On the flip side, he would call Coach Keller uh, after a game when we didn't do so well and and report what had happened, and Coach Keller would make suggestions and, and help uh, in the process there of uh, us improving and of Coach Boyd realizing what needed to be done and, and improving what he wanted to do with the players. So, so Gary, how instrumental were you in, you know, with the OER, DER, and stuff like that? Were you doing it or teaching somebody how to do it? Um, I learned how to do it, but Coach Boyd um, taught uh, three folks who did an absolutely outstanding job. We, of course, didn't have that one one person per game, but uh, Johnny Horshine, who was a basketball uh, guru, if you will, from way back. I'm not certain exactly when he graduated from, from Norfolk High School, but uh, he was an older gentleman. Uh, when Coach Boyd was coaching, but just loved basketball, loved the statistical part of it. And Johnny was our number one OER keeper. If something would happen and he could not attend the game, uh, Bob Williams, who owned the local dry cleaners, and <laughs> was uh, in the uh, – uh, I can tell by that chuckle that good memories are coming back of Bob Williams, he and his his family all were very very supportive of the athletic programs at Northwork. But Bob would uh, act as kind of a pinch hitter for Johnny Horshine when Johnny couldn't make it to a game. And then later on in the uh, mid seventies, if both Bob and Johnny couldn't make it, Bob's daughter Christina was a student at Northwork, and she learned how to do it. So we had three people who were very, very proficient at doing it, and uh, we trusted Coach Boyd and I trusted all three of them and knew that, you know, there was very little drop-off from one to another, if any, drop-off, if if one or two of them couldn't be there. So, uh, you know, having someone we could count on to do an accurate job was a big relief off my mind. Uh, and and a big help to to Coach Boyd. Wow! Now, Gary, since you worked with Coach Boyd, Coach Brant, Coach Wingfield, and Coach Harrison, mm-hmm. were they they all were different? Were there Correct. any similar? Were there any similarities? I think there were all similarities in that all of them wanted what was best for the kids. Uh, they would do whatever and, uh, you know, to uh, improve the kids' positions in life, building their character and, and uh, that type of thing in high school, playing sports for their future as future 
adults and husbands and uh, fathers to both daughters and sons. And I think all of them had had that in common. Uh, as you said, but all of them were different, had different approaches, but uh, that was one common goal. I know uh, I, I've seen coaches who were interested only in what they could get out of it, what uh, positive um, feedback or uh, positive things they could gain and they could stick their chest out and say, hey, I did this. Well, that wasn't the case with any of those four. They first and foremost wanted what was best for the kids. Okay. Gary, I'm just amazed how long you were able to – you know, go to school, work, and still be able to come and attend the games. How, how difficult was that? It became more difficult uh, after I got married in 1973. Uh, I had uh, my first child. We had our first child uh, 13 months later in 1974 and then had a daughter two years after that in 1976. So with a job, with home responsibilities, um, with being a husband, a father, um, you know, the, the uh, not really difficulties, but the toughness of accomplishing everything that needed to be done uh, up until, and I, you know, I graduated in 1967, so I was there for Coach Boyd's first year. I went to college at Bluefield State College for four years uh, after that and got my degree. And, uh, you know, it was basically just going to school. And and, uh, I was working at the time, working my way through college and and also doing the statistics. But I love to do it. And and when you love to do something, you, you know, if at all possible, you can find a way to do it. So the first Four years after I graduated and while I was in college, you know, weren't that bad. The next two years weren't that bad. But uh, as I said uh, previously, after I got married, well, of course, that added responsibility plus my job. And then after the children came along and um, Gary Jr., who was born first in 1974, would go to games with me. And uh, um, I kind of think back to uh, – what Mark Page told me one time after the games, Gary's five, six, seven years old. And after the games, a lot of the kids would stay and just run up and down the floor and all that kind of stuff. And I would go into the uh, dressing room after the game and uh, figure out the stats and all this kind of thing. And I would come out and Gary Jr. had been immaculate when he came to the game with me. And, of course, Coach Boyd made sure that the floor was uh, cleaned and mopped and <laughs> all that before the games. But I would come out of the dressing room, and Gary looked like he'd worked the shift in the coal mine. And I never could figure that out until Mark Page, after Gary Jr. was probably 12, 14 years old, Mark and I were talking. And uh, Mark, as you know, didn't say anything until he was ready to say something but he volunteered he said he used to get tickled at Gary Jr. after the game while I was in the dressing room 
he said Gary would take off diagonally up the floor and about, I don't know, 10 feet short of the uh, end line at the other end of the floor. He would go into a slide, and that's where he got the dirt from, not that the floor wasn't clean before the game, but after the game, you know, there was a film on the floor, and uh, I'm certain that that uh, took away from the hard labor that the uh, janitors had to do after the game or the next day in, in sweeping. Gary had already cleaned a good part of it <laughs> off the floor just sliding. <laughs> and people don't get it, man. That floor after the game, I can see that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Any, <laughs> anyway, uh, Gary, man, you, you know, we, we talked about, you know, you're working with Coach and, and them like that. How rewarding was it for you to kind of go through all of this with Coach Boyd, uh, the championship, and then the the one championship we had in football? How, how rewarding and, and what kind of memories are brought, you know, come back, comes to you after all of this? Yeah, it, it was very, very rewarding for myself and uh, – you know, to, to think back uh, with the memories, not only of the coaches, but of the players, uh, I think back to your your years in midget league football and basketball. Uh, Thank think you, Coach. Back, <laughs> think back to your first organized coach in midget league football, which was yours truly, and, uh, you know, many <laughs> other players over the years who have remained good friends of mine even though, you know, they've gone in different directions. And, um, you know, that was rewarding. The success was rewarding. Uh, just being able to work with the uh, coaches, with the players at the time, uh, very, very rewarding. And I'll go to the last, I think, last state basketball tournament I went to was 2019. And, uh, even then and up to then, I would go every year, all the people who had witnessed Northville back through the years when we were up there playing still wanted to talk about Northville basketball. And that's a great feeling that people remember the Blue Demons. They remember how well the team played together, the um, sportsmanship of the teams, you know, all that people still talk about. They don't just talk about, well, y'all were good basketball players. They talk about the whole package. And uh, I don't know how many times fans have, have said, you know, if if a ball got loose and went down to the other end of the floor rather than waiting on the officials to retrieve it or somebody else to get it for them, one of the Northwood players, the one closest to the ball, when it was rolling down the floor, would take off down the floor, get it, and throw it back to the official, and then get in position to play offense or defense, depending on whether we had the ball or not. But, you know, just the uh, memories of of the way things were, and uh, I often joke that uh, if Coach Boyd told the players to run through through the concrete wall, they would ask, you know, where do you want me to run through it at? They wouldn't say. <laughs> they would try their absolute best. And, um, 
you know, that was uh, exhibited by loose balls. Anytime a, a basketball was loose on the floor, we wouldn't, our players wouldn't run over and bend over and try to pick it up. They would dive for it. I mean, they would absolutely eat the floor up trying to get to that loose ball. And that's what, a lot of what Norfolk is remembered for. Yeah. Uh, also, you remember how we all dressed, dressed alike? Absolutely. Yeah. The Boosters Club, probably when you were in school, purchased blue blazers with an emblem, a red and blue emblem on the um, pocket that said uh, North Fork Blue Demons or something of that nature. Every player wore that blazer, and that was a source of pride that, you know, hey, I'm representing Norfolk High School. I'm wearing this blazer, and we would uh, wear those to the game, to the away games, and uh, um, it was just uh, just unbelievable the esprit de corps that the players exhibited, the coaches exhibited. Um, do you recall the story? And uh, I didn't hear it till probably ten years ago. Uh, when we played Logan at the uh, Welch Armory back in, well, you had already graduated. This was back in 75. We uh, played Logan at the Welch Armory. And, you know, after a while, folks didn't mind playing us, you know, the larger schools, but they did not want to play us in the Norfolk gym. They would play (laughs) play at at, uh, the Brushfork Armory or the Welch Armory. And uh, in 75, the year we went uh, undefeated, 26-0, um, we got we were a little bit later getting to the Welch Army. The Logan team was already there. And uh, String Harris, one of our great all-staters of all time, uh, told me this probably 10, 12 years ago. He said, we're all filing in. Everybody has their blazer on ties, you know, dressed uh, to the nines. And uh, he overheard a player from Logan who had transferred from Detroit uh, that year and was playing for Logan. So I want you to look at them. Said they look like a bunch of choir boys. And uh, (laughs) String, you know, who is very religious, took that to heart and – through the scouting of, of Coach Boyd, mainly, sometimes the other coaches would go with him, but uh, anytime somebody had to be scouted, well, Coach Boyd made sure that, you know, he was he was one of the ones, if not the only one going. And uh, we knew which way this player was going to turn when he got the ball in the post. And so String overplayed him, and the guy faked one way, went another one, and String was – he didn't even have to slide half a step, and he was dead in front of the player, and the player just ran over him. So the official blew a whistle, called an offensive foul, and String is on the bottom of this player. The guy, pretty big guy's on top of him. String, who was six five and and probably weighed one hundred and seventy five pounds, uh, slid out from under him. 
stood up over him and stretched his hand and arm out. He was going to help the kid up. And and the kid, you know, just, you ain't going to help me up. So after he refused to reach out his hand so String could uh, help him up, uh, String pulled his hand on back, went on down the floor to play offense. But before he did, and Coach Boyd wasn't, wasn't at all in favor of this, of taunting or, you know, talking mm-hmm. in a derogatory right. manner to the other team, but he bent down so the player could hear him, and he said, a bunch of choir boys, and then turned around and went on down the floor. <laughs> but, but that, uh, and we went on to, to win that game. 83-48, to 48, which still to me is unbelievable that we could beat, anybody could beat a Logan team by that, that margin. Wow. Hi, right, Gary. I've got to turn it over to Princess. It's, it's been great talking to you. we got to come back and uh, reminisce again on this. Uh, and uh, uh, Too bad Tim wasn't able to get on with yeah. us, but the next time we uh, do this, Hey, Gary, we definitely have to have him because, you know, he gets to talk about that Gary and Bluefield and Graham stuff. So. <laughs> so so we'll look forward to it. But I appreciate it. Uh, great talking to you. I'm going to turn it over to Princess. Thank Mr. you so Dove, much. Yeah, it's awesome just to hear you. Mr. Dove, I would imagine, and, and don't be sad here, you were a local legend within the within the city, the town, the area, the neighborhood. When you went out, people knew who you were, correct? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in, in Keystone, which is about a mile from Norfolk. And then mm-hmm. after I got married in 1973, I, I bought a house that moved to Norfolk. But, uh, yeah, I was, was local and, and, of course, as I said, went to high school there at Norfolk and graduated in 1967. Would People in the neighborhood or while you were out ask you, what's the record or how are they looking or they're going to win it again? Would you have that conversation wherever you went? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, from, from locally to in other other areas, um, you know, people knew who I was and, and I was always willing and able to talk Norfolk High School basketball with them. Yeah. So I want to ask this, too, because it had to be. When you started the season and, 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 and um, you know, just practice and, and, and constructing the team, the expectation just wasn't a good season. It was state championship, was it not? It, that was always the goal. Uh, the first 67 games, the first four years Coach Boyd coached, we did not advance to the state tournament. In fact, uh, he took teams to the ter- state tournament nine times and won every time. We did not lose a state tournament game at, with Coach Boyd as the head coach. But wow. that was all the goal. Uh, and in 1970, uh, I'm sorry, 69, he had four sophomores who, you know, became seniors when we won the first state championship in 71, but he saw what he thought was a good enough team to advance to the state tournament. So 
uh, he, with Boosters Club backing, took the entire basketball team, the entire varsity team, to Huntington to see the uh, state basketball tournament. And we watched uh, watched those games from, and at that time I think it was just four teams from each class. But anyhow, we, we went to Huntington, stayed the whole time, mm-hmm. watched. Uh, Huntington won the AAA. Sharia Canova beat Pineville for AA. And uh, Hearts won the single A, if I'm not mistaken. But that gave the young men a taste of the state tournament so they would know what they could look forward to if they worked hard the next year or the following year and were fortunate enough to make it. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm reminded of the movie Hoosiers, which there are a lot of similarities between the Hoosiers team in that movie and in North Fork, uh, such as uh, he always, Coach Boyd always took the team the night before we played to the state tournament to just take in the environment, and that same yeah. thing happened happened in the in the movie Hoosiers. So, um, you know, Jeff, I'm going to have to cut you off. We're about 30 seconds from the next show. <laughs> Not a problem. Thank and, you. So and much I got to get this one in. I do want to ask, so I was getting choked because I do want to get this one in. Did you know Duck as a trash talker, and could he really play? <laughs> oh, he could. He, he, he could play. I talked to her about, you know, diving on the ball for loose on the floor for loose balls, and you know, you could count on him to. Uh, I will say two words: uh, Eddie Joy. <laughs> he, he could. He could mix it up and get him to tell you that story sometime. But uh, he he didn't back down from anything or anybody. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being on. This has been a pleasure just to listen to you. we got to get you back with Tim Moore so we can hear more. Have a great evening, Mr. Dove. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Gary Dove there, no fork, and the statistician for 18 years. Duck, um, we keep getting more about your history in your journey, a legend for sure, a legend. All right, let's get turn it over. We're going to get, get reset here for the top of the hour. Never had it so good. Gary Dove, our guest on. Thank you, sir. Have a great evening. And you as well.